Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Tuesday, August 9th. Coming up, fewer applicants, more overtime, and changing public perception is leading to a shortage of police in Kansas. I haven't seen this in my 33 years of being in law enforcement. And, you know, we're trying everything we can to recruit and to retain people. But first, some headlines. Kansas City police say they shot and killed a suspect who allegedly tried to run over an officer late Sunday night. An unspecified number of police are on administrative leave. Police say they were investigating an unoccupied car at a gas station at 55th Street and Prospect Avenue when a person jumped in the car and tried to hit an officer. The person then struck a police van and police opened fire. Neighbor Jameel Williams says he heard the commotion. I didn't see anything, but what I heard last night was about four or five gunshots and probably a female screaming. Police have not provided any information about the victim, who was transferred to a hospital and died of their injuries. No officers were injured. This is the third fatal shooting by Kansas City police this year. Cyclists in Kansas City can now travel on new bike lanes along Hickman Mills Drive and Prospect Avenue. KCUR's Slisa Kalakal has more on the two-mile-long project. One bike lane stretches from the Paseo to Prospect Avenue along Hickman Mills Drive, and another runs from Prospect Avenue to 85th Street. The bike lanes connect the Paseo to the Trolley Track Trail. Kansas City spokesperson Sheree Honeycutt says Prospect Avenue was identified as one of the most dangerous pathways in the city for traffic accidents. We see consistent crashes along this corridor, and so for us, these are the areas in our cities that we want to identify first and tackle immediately. Honeycutt says the city is also working on another bike lane in Pendleton Heights along Lexington Avenue. The city of Independence has selected interim police chief Adam Dustman to remain as its permanent leader. The 14-year veteran takes over following an investigation into thousands of hours of overtime being paid to officers to remodel city facilities. But Dustman says the death of two officers in the past year, one in the line of duty, also weighs on him. That healing is going to be a challenge, but I am committed to providing the resources and support necessary to be focused on our personnel's mental, emotional, and physical well-being. Dustman adds his first priority as chief will be recruitment and making sure the department is representative of the community. Three Kansas City healthcare providers have received $1.2 million to combat substance abuse. KCUR's Rachel Schnelli has more. The recipients are the Kansas City Care Health Center, formerly known as the Kansas City Free Health Clinic, First Call, an alcohol and substance abuse prevention agency, and the UMKC School of Medicine. The money from the Federal Health Resources and Service Administration will be distributed over the next three years to help provide substance abuse resources and rehabilitation services to uninsured patients. Nearly 92,000 people died from drug overdose deaths in the U.S. in 2020, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Kansas law enforcement agencies haven't been this shorthanded in decades. Kansas News Service reporters Blaze Mesa and David Condos discuss how more overtime and fewer applicants are hampering departments across the state. So, Blaze, what positions are Kansas law enforcement agencies trying to fill? 
It's more than just officers on the street. Uh, sheriff's offices also have to hire people to work in the county jails. Jails are struggling to find people. Officers aren't as common as they used to be, and, and some agencies can't really find dispatchers to man the call centers. Uh, one in five sworn positions in the Kansas Highway Patrol are unfilled. The Sedgwick County Jail is paying over $2 million for cameras, so the cameras can watch areas of the prison that people just can't because the staffing isn't there. And what's causing all of these shortages? Poor pay, long hours, stressful work, it really depends on the person. Some people are leaving for a private industry job, maybe because it pays more. Maybe it's just safer. A couple agencies had complained about the public perception of police as well. That's the idea that uh, if you don't like the police, you're not going to want to work with the police or become an officer. Here's the deputy chief of police in Dodge City, Jared Gertson. We have to own some of that because we do have you know, police officers that you know, tarnish the reputation of, of what a police officer is meant to be. But I guess that's, that's our job then is to correct that. The Kansas Highway Patrol also made this complaint. They said there are a lot of reasons they can't hire folks, but they said public perception of police is one of them. But the Kansas Highway Patrol is being sued a few times over for an alleged hostile work environment and gender discrimination, but they couldn't comment on litigation and couldn't say if that was driving down recruitment as well. So you looked at the Dodge City Police Department. What does that example in southwest Kansas teach us? That teaches us a few things. Well, one, the agency is getting younger. Uh, a majority of the people who work in that department have less than five years of experience, which that seems all right. Like, that seems like a decent amount. But here's the deputy chief again on why that may not be great. You know, you're learning so much and there's so much law and, you know, constitution and all these different things that you, you know, and then just getting comfortable with. Uh, the job itself and, you know, gaining, you know, some confidence and you really don't know the job until you're four or five. The agencies also lowered certain requirements for promotion. For example, corporal used to take three years of experience before you could even qualify for that. They lowered that down to two because there just weren't enough people applying or there weren't enough people eligible for the job. Gertzen worries that the department can't do as much proactive policing as well. There are enough officers in training that they just don't have the staff to spare. He'd like to send his officers out into the community to talk with business owners and get to know people better. But he said they're just going from call to call to call so often. And how are departments trying to address this issue? Are they offering raises or other incentives? They're doing the things you may typically think of. More raises, hiring bonuses. Some agencies are actually posting on social media, something they hadn't done before, you know, posting job uh, openings on social media. Uh, but in Riley County, they're actually offering tours of the correctional facility along with ride-alongs. The idea being, if you can see what the job is like firsthand, that may give you a better sense of what you're in for and may make you more likely to apply. Now, what happens next? Are these fixes working? In theory, yes, they should be working. If you're going to pay someone more money for a job, it should bring more applicants. But for example, in Sedgwick County, some postings are about 22% below the market value, and the sheriff's office is asking for an 8% raise. Well, if you do the math, if you're 22% below, but you get an 8% raise, you're still kind of not offering a pay that's equivalent to what other places are offering. So in theory, these should work, but that remains to be seen. We'll see what happens. The Kansas News Service is a collaboration of KCUR, KMUW, Kansas Public Radio, and High Plains Public Radio. It reports on health, the many factors that influence it, and their connection to public policy. 
This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Trevor Grandin, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can read Blaze's story on the police shortage in Kansas at kcur.org, where you can also find a live stream of Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, we'll hear how the remnants of an ancient ocean have drawn paleontologists to Kansas for generations. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Kansas City Today keeps you on top of what's going on across the metro and region every weekday. I'm Hannah Cole. The Kansas City Today podcast often uses voices from KCUR's daily talk show, Up to Date, that I help produce. To hear some of these conversations in full, subscribe to Up to Date Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.